Welcome to Chad Gets High and Talks Bass Commander Decks. My name is Chad and I'm not going to do that tonight. Well, I'm going to get high. I'm already high. But instead of talking about Commander Deck, this is kind of spur of the moment. I thought I, I was going to I was going to look at the Legends of Ikoria, both the the from the set and also from the Commander sets and see am I going to build any of these decks? I'm going to go through and I haven't really looked at them too hard. I looked at them, but I haven't like examined them. And I'm going to go through one at a time, you know, pretty quickly. Hopefully, it depends on how, whatever. And uh, I'm going to see if I'm going to build. If there's any deck in here I want to build, any commander in here I want to build. Usually, when a set comes out, I'm kind of relieved when there aren't any commanders that I want to play, that I want to build. Just because I have a lot of decks. And not that I don't want new ones. I like new experiences and, and like playing new decks, but... You know, a set comes out and you're like, oh, thank God. You know, I get to save some money. I get to save some hassle. I can just put these couple new cards into my old decks. I'm going to go on Mythic Spoiler and go through the Legends, starting with the main set Legends, I think, and, you know, run through them. I'll be, uh, I'll be looking at them as possible commanders, and that's it. I don't care. I've played Standard. I've played Modern. I've played Pioneer. I don't care about how any of those are going to play tonight. All I'm talking about is, do I want to build this commander? What would I do? And why the fuck is Companion legal? We'll get to that. Smoking some something OG? I don't know. Fuck it. You don't care. I'm smoking some of the same shit I've been smoking since I've been hiding out. Got woken up this morning by a tornado warning. That was fun. My, my phone buzzed, fell asleep within bed because I was listening to a podcast and my phone buzzed and it woke me up at like 8 and uh, it said, you have a tornado warning, get to shelter. And where we're staying doesn't have a basement. So the whole family kind of got together and we figured out where we would go and then we kind of watched the skies and it got, um, it ended up moving north of us and, and, and uh, I don't think there were any fatalities anyway. Uh, just some, some property damage, but uh, still kind of sucked. It reminded me of being a kid in um, Ohio and hiding out from tornadoes. Uh, oh, and I think if I finish this, I think it's going to go up on, a, you know, normally on Mondays. And this Monday, it's next Monday, is 420. So happy 420. Let us all celebrate it inside high as a kite. I'm going to step outside and um, get a little more faded. And then we're going to come back and look at these uh, legends. All right, I'm back and ready to fly. So Aquaria, of course, is the new set. What was it? Lair of Behemoths. It's, it's an interesting set. So complicated. A lot of controversy made over the fact that it looks like it was designed for digital first where a lot of the complicated things will be tracked by the computer by the client when in paper it's gonna kind of be hard to keep track of and they're not wrong it's it's a it's a it's not an unreasonable set but it is not it's not uh, it's not entry level shit the other thing that's happening this year is that well, we've gone back to five pre-constructed commander decks um up from four guys at commander versus are going to be pissed and then not only that, but they're coming out the same time as the set, and they're going to be related to the set. So for the first time, the commander decks are going to reference and, and share some things in common with the standard set coming out. 
I like this, but I don't like this. One thing I like about the commander decks is they can kind of draw from anywhere for their characters and the commanders. You know, they can, you know, you can, you can have a, a, uh, I mean, like you can't put a ninja in the uh, Sultai set, right? Because it's not their, you know, this is a Koria and not Kamigawa. So I don't really like that. It seems a little limited. I'm also worried about commanders taking advantage of the mechanics. You know, it's like building a madness deck. You've only got a couple. You've only you don't have that many cards to choose from for madness. And some of these things, I'm not sure. But we're gonna go through it and see if I'm interested in building any of these legendary creatures. I don't know when these are coming out. Now that I think about it, like they were supposed to be out, but then with the with the uh, pandemic, they got pushed. But something's coming online. I don't even know anymore. I pre-ordered the commander decks because um, I'm a commander person and because there are spells in them that cost zero mana that are going to be must plays. So I wanted a handful of those. Um, I'm going to need about nine of those counter spells though. All right. We're going to start off with a Coria, Lair of Behemoth. So we'll start off with the first mythic, Snapdax Apex of the Hunt. Can't tell if that's a dumb name or a cool name. Snapdax. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a dumb name. Costs one red, white, and black for legendary dinosaur cat nightmare. The uh, multiple weirdo creature types in this set are kind of fun, but they're also kind of goofy. They're probably just, you know, foofy. I don't know. So Snapdax is a 3-5 with double strike, and it has mutate for two Rakdos hybrid, white, white. And that means that... Okay, I'm not going to explain mutate. I'm just not. I, I understand it. It's easy, but it's wordy, and I'm baked, and I'm not going to deal with it. So uh, look it up. Go check out uh, Limited Resources. They, they had a good episode explaining the new mechanics. I don't care. Uh, look it up. So it has mutate for five, and whenever it mutates, it deals four damage to target our creature or planeswalker, and opponent controls, and you gain four life. No. Nah, I'm not. I don't have a Mardu deck right now. I took apart my Kalia deck, and then I recently took apart my Sir Gwen deck because uh, Sir Gwen sucks. And so I have a Mardu mana base sitting around and stuff, but I don't know. Here's the problem with it with Mutate to me in Commander and having them on your Commander. So you, um, you, you have this guy in your command zone, and then you have a... Creature, you have to have a creature and play to mutate onto it, and so you pay five mana to cast it. And when it comes into play, you uh, lightning helix a creature or planeswalker, and you have a three five double striker. Now, a three five double striker for four or even for five is fine, but it seems bad to me. The thing about mutate is you still have to pay the commander tax, and so you're going to spend all this time and you're going to get. You're going to lightning helix somebody for five mana, and you have to have a creature in play. And no, this is not a good commander. Eluna, Apex of Wishes. Two green, blue, red for a boar elemental dinosaur. Lots of dinosaurs in this set. It mutates for three gruel and two blue. It's a 6-6 six, six flying trample. Okay, 6-6 six, six flying trample for five, but five, but three different colors. It's, uh, it's mutatability is whenever it mutates. Exile cards from the top of your library until you exile non-land permanent. Put that card into the battlefield or into your hand. Be better if it cast it. First of all. So, you know, I don't know why it doesn't cast it. This is 
it's boring and again it's whenever it mutates so you either have to to cast it again from the command zone over and over again to get that effect or you have to play a bunch of other mutate creatures in your deck and then it's a mutate tribal deck and they but the problem is they all kind of require that but but only i don't think uh, but only one of them no none of them really support that so i don't know this one's kind of weak to me uh there are better ways to play free spells nethroi apex of death two white black green for a cat nightmare beast five five with that death touch and lifelink again that's fine but in three colors it's still you know pushing it whenever this creature mutates return any number of target creature cards with total power 10 or less from the graveyard to the battlefield now this is of course a very powerful effect and it costs seven mutate cost is seven it's a powerful effect clearly the only way i see this being any good is a combo though right you fill your yard with a combo and then you mutate nethral but there are faster ways to do that that's you know i mean i don't i guess you could play it for value but what else is the deck doing it's just a graveyard deck and i don't know that one is interesting to me maybe they are maybe there are fun builds of it but like i said mutate's gonna be because they don't do anything else when they're in play like yeah there are a lot of commanders that have an etb but they usually do something else when they're in play and and have another effect and this doesn't do that it just is a a, a good creature vadrock apex of thunder this one costs exactly jeskai for an elemental dinosaur cat that's kind of dope it's a three-three with flying and first strike, and whenever a creature mute, whenever this creature mutates, you may cast target non-creature card with conveyor mana cost three or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. It doesn't exile the card, so that's kind of neat. So it doesn't, it's not, it's not really, it's not flashback. It doesn't exile it, but again, how many times are you going to get to do this? It's not a static ability. Kess lets you do this like every turn, <laughs> right? I mean. You know, you just play Kess. And you get to play black over white, which is way better. And then you just... Uh, yeah, no. Brockos, Apex of Forever. Two black, green, blue. So, so Sultai for a Nightmare Beast Elemental. I love Sultai. It mutates for... Two, three, four, four, five. It's a 6-6 six, six Trampler. Okay. You may cast Brockos Apex of Forever from your graveyard using its mutate ability. How fucking boring is that? All right, so we're gonna. Doesn't even do anything when you mutate. You just keep. So fucking boring. Anyway, those are all mythics. They're not. I don't know if they're made for Commander. Probably not. They don't feel like it. They feel like they're maybe. But I don't think Nethral is gonna get put played in standard. So I don't know. They're just, they're kind of the show cards of the set. You know, they're the big, big mythic legendary creatures. And I think they are all pretty much crap commanders. I think Nethroi is the only interesting one. Maybe someone will do something cool with Nethroi. I'm going to go down here to the other legends. By the way, Luminous Blood Moth. The uh, three, four flyer for four and white. Whenever a creature you control without flying dies, return to the battlefield under its owner's control with a flying counter on it. Hot damn, that card is good. Holy shit. Okay, here's Yadaro, Laundering Monster. I believe this one has a Godzilla alternative art. I, I dig those Godzillas. I'm going to get some. 
Yadaro Wandering Monster is five red reds, a seven mana for a dinosaur turtle. Has Trample in Haste. Okay, that's pretty powerful. Cycling for three. Cycling, sorry. Cycling for one and a red. When you cycle... Okay, a lot of words coming up. I gotta lean in. When you circle Yadaro... When you... Whew, already messed it up. When you cycle Yadaro Wandering Monster, shuffle it into your library from your graveyard. Okay. If you've cycled a card named Yadaro Wandering Monster four or more times this game, put it onto the battlefield from your graveyard instead. Okay. So... There's a couple problems I have with this card. I mean, as a commander, it's garbage. It might go okay in a dinosaur deck. You know, I'll, I probably couldn't put it in like Shoth deck because the idea is just get a... Because an 8-8 Trampling Haster is nice. And it's not a bad hit off of Gashoth. But the wording, where you have to cycle it, and then if you've cycled that card for more times this game, like that's another... Again, that's kind of what the people were talking about, keeping track of shit. That's that's not the normal thing. Yeah, you keep track of your life totals and things like and, and, and things like that, but having to keep track of how many times you've cycled this card just seems I don't know, it seems annoying. And yes, once you're there, you're playing a an eight eight trampling haster for two mana. That's great, but in but fuck it. You know, but it's not whatever. Okay, this card's cool, but Kogla, the Titan Ape, three and then three green. Triple green for just an ape. It's only got one creature type. Wow. What a loser. When Kogla, oh, by the way, this is just King Kong. Like the art is just King Kong. I mean, it's not. For some, they didn't, they had the license to Godzilla, but I guess they couldn't get the license to King Kong away from who's got King Kong. Fuck. Is that Universal? I'm going to say it's Universal and I'm probably wrong. 10 years ago, Chad would have known that instantly. Anyway. So he's a 7-6. No keywords, like no, no, no evasion, which I don't like. When he enters the battlefield, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. Okay, that's good. A 7-6. Yeah, it's probably going to kill anything you want. Whenever it attacks, destroy target artifact or enchantment defending player controls. It's kind of cool. I mean, it, it flavor-wise, right? You're, you're blowing up a helicopter or a building or something, I guess. I don't know. In a commander game, that's not bad. And then it's got one in a green activated ability. Return target human you control to its owner's hand. And it gain, and Kogla gains indestructible till end of turn. That's neat. Top down, that's neat. Flavor-wise, that's neat. What are you going to do? Build a fucking mono green human deck? No. And someone will prove me wrong, I'm sure. I'll get beat by a Kogla deck. But uh, not more than once. Let's see. Where else are we looking at here? There's the strictly better explosive vegetation because it has cycling. That one's pretty dope. Uh, let me get down to more. Nice little fertilid reprint, which is nice. Some more dinosaurs. Oh, but I, before we get to more legends, ram through. It's a common from the set, but look out for it. One in a green. Target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control. Okay, that's um, a uh, you know a fight card, right? Or no, it's a punch card. Cool. If the creature you control has trample, excess damage is dealt to that creature's controller instead. This is a mono green burn spell. I can think of two decks I'm running this in. Because... Say they have one creature in play, and you have a big trampler. You can 
cast ram through, get their creature out of the way, and then attack and do a lot of damage. I, I think this card, you know, it's not broken, it's not a staple, but this card's not bad. I think you might see this card. I mean, you will if you play me. Okay, and here we have more multi-column legends. General Kudro of Drenith. He's just an old man with a mustache, mutton chop thing. He's a human soldier. and costs one white black for a 3-3. Three, three. Other humans you control get plus one, plus one. Okay, a human lord. All right. Whenever General Kudro of Drenith or another human enters the battlefield under your control, exile target card from an opponent's graveyard. Look, I'm all for graveyard hate, but this is dumb. This isn't interesting. What are you gonna build? How are you gonna build around a deck? You're not gonna build around that ability. And then you can pay two and sacrifice two humans to destroy target creature with power four or more. They get the flavor. Power four or more, they're killing monsters. But if I'm gonna sacrifice two creatures to kill another creature, it better not be conditional. Attrition does this for one. And there are no caveats on what you sacrifice and no caveats on what, uh, how big the creature is. This card's bad. Riel, the Everwise. One blue, red, human wizard, 03. Riel gets plus one plus O for each instant or sorcery card in your graveyard. Okay, so it's a crackling drake. Whenever you did, that doesn't fly. Whenever you discard one or more cards for the first time each turn, draw that many cards. See, that sounds cool until it said, until you re remember it said for the first time each turn. So say this is your commander and you cast Faithless Looting. You're gonna discard two, you're gonna basically discard, you're gonna draw two cards, discard two cards, and then draw two more cards. And then for the rest of the turn, this doesn't do a fucking thing. It just doesn't. It's a it's an X3, could be big. Who cares? No. It, it does just being able to do it once once per turn is just you know, I know you can you can cycle with it and you can use it for cycling. I get that. And do it on your opponent's turns. I still don't think it's worth it. I just I just don't think it's very good because the creature itself doesn't do a fucking thing. Kin kin it kajinin? Kajinin? Bonder Pro uh, no, no, it's not, it's not a J, that's an I. Kinnon, Bonder Prodigy. Uh, blue and a green for a human druid, a 2-2. It's Simic, so what did they do this time? Whenever you tap a non-land permanent for mana, add one mana of any type that permanent produced. Okay, so it's it's like half of mana it's like half of mana reflection, but not as good because it doesn't double, it just adds one. So now your soul ring taps for three. That's fine. But for five, a green and a blue. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may put a non-human creature card from among them under the battlefield, but the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So I guess you stock up with humans. Well, you stock up with non-human creatures and a lot of mana dorks. I mean, it doesn't tap to use its ability, which is nice. I mean, this one's... I don't know. I guess you could make like a stompy, stompy Simic deck that, you know, just tries to make a fuck ton of mana and play big creatures. It might be okay. I don't know. Again, yeah, having your mana dorks tap for two, and this only costs two, that's pretty cool, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Winota, Joiner of Forces. Let's see what they did to Boros this year. White, blue, two, for Human Warrior, four, four. <sighs> Lots of words. Lots of words. Whenever a non-human creature you control attacks, looks look at the top six cards of your library. All right, some kind of card advantage here. You may put a human creature card 
a human creature card, just one. From among them onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking. It gains indestructible time to turn the rest of the cards on the bottom of your library in a random order. Unless there's a combo I'm seeing. This is a deck where you just play half non-creature, non-humans and half humans? Get the fuck out of here. Shevel Bane of Monsters. Surprisingly, not surprisingly, I like this one. Black, green, that's why. For a 1-3, a human rogue has death touch. At the, beginning of, at the beginning of your upkeep, if your opponents control no permanents with bounty counters on them, put a bounty counter on target creature or planeswalker an opponent controls. Okay. Whenever a permanent an opponent controls... It, see, here's what... It, here's the problem. That means that... You're... William, that's, that's fucking awful. Oh, I just read that. At the beginning of your upkeep, if your opponent contr opponents control no permanents with bounty counters, you get to pull one out. So you can only have one bounty counter and play at a time. And if that creature doesn't die... By the next turn, you get no benefit, and then he doesn't do anything the next turn? Fuck that. I was going to complain because this didn't go with Mathis, who makes bounty counters. You can run Bounty Hunter in here. I always wanted to do like an Assassin Bounty Hunter deck, and I did that with Mathis for a while. And this guy would have been cool in there, but Mathis is Mardu. But this guy's garbage. You don't. You should at least be able to get a bounty counter every turn. Or at least maybe if target player doesn't have a permanent with a bounty counter so you can at least hit all three players at a commander table but this, this card's fucking i thought this card was good this card's fucking garbage i'm so disappointed i i guess i like the simic one which makes me sad all right now we got okay here we go we got one more little set we got a handful more to go through from ikoria proper and those are the companion cards. Commence ramp. I'm not going to read companion. One, I think it's dumb. I just don't think it's very interesting. Two, I don't think we should be allowed to use it in commander. In standard, if you're going to play Umori the Collector, you, um, if you're going to play Umori the Collector, you, uh, um, uh, you have to put it in your sideboard. You have to put it in your sideboard. Commander, we don't have sideboards. We do not get to play from outside the game cards. You can play Glittering Wish. It just doesn't do anything. You can play Ring of Maruf. It just doesn't do anything. But the rules committee said they were going to go ahead and allow these. Now that led to one of them being banned before it came out. And another one being completely unplayable in Commander. They said they're going to accept it. I think, you know, from what I've heard and discussions I've had, is that people at Wizards, the good people at Wizards, they wanted to include commanders in on this cool ability to have a creature at the beginning of the game that you could cast at any time oh wait that's yeah they wanted us to play they wanted to give commanders to standard so then they made up a new rule saying in commander you can you can use these here's a problem i have a couple problems with that one wizards doesn't make the rules for commander uh, the rules committee does and two we don't need to get in on it we have commanders and all of these can be played as commanders so I guess, yeah, it can be your 101st card, which I'm against. But if you want to play one of these, you just make it your commander. And then you don't have to go through the fucking nonsense deck building restrictions on them. So I'm not going to read the companion, and I'm not going to read the deck building conscription on these things, because fuck it. If you want to do that, fine. I think they're all bad. I don't think there's one of these I would run as a companion that's worth building the deck around. But 
We have Lurus of the Dream Den that costs one Orzov Orzov for a cat nightmare 3-2. During each of your turns, you may cast one permanent spell with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard. That could be interesting. You know, some kind of like graveyard white weenie deck, you know? Uh, Lutri the Spell Chaser is banned in Commander. It shouldn't be, but, you know, if we're allowing Companion, then yes, it needs to be banned. But if we just said fuck Companion, Lutri would be fine. Umori the Collector, two Golgari, Gol, two Golgari, Golgari, for an ooze, a four, five. As Umori the Collector enters the battlefield, choose a card type. Spells you cast of the chosen type cost one less to cast. I mean, I mean it's good, but it's not interesting. It's not fun. Guess there are ways to abuse that, but I wouldn't run it top of my deck. I don't think I'd run it in the... I mean, you might run it in the 99. There's an argument to be made that I get a foil of this and put it in my Gerard deck because I could just make all the creatures cheaper and it's a creature. So, yeah, maybe maybe that's so. But as a commander, so dull. Zerda the Dawn Waker costs one Boros Boros for an elemental fox. Oh, yeah. 3-3. Three, three. Uh, abilities and... Uh, abilities you activate that aren't mana abilities cost two less to activate. This mana can't reduce the mana and that costs less. It's a training grounds. And for, for oddly, one and tap it, target creature can't block this turn. That seems oddly like, oh, it's a Boros. We gotta have a fight thing on there somehow. This is Okay. Having a training grounds in your command zone seems okay. I don't know if there's a way to abuse it in Boros. Someone proved me wrong. I'm not interested, but there might, there might. I'm sure someone's gonna find some way to make that work, to make that interesting. It, again, it, the last, the companion part I'm ignoring, and the last line I'm ignoring. It's only about having a training grounds in the command zone. So Karuga the Macro Sage is a three Simic Simic for a dinosaur hippo. Okay, I'll admit that's fucking cute and scary the same time uh it's a five four when karuga enters the battlefield draw a card for each other permanent you control with cmc three or greater eh, next that's lame okay this next one is the only one i'm considered that i kind of like yorion sky nomad this is one that uh it's three uh, azorius azorius i'm going to read the companion this time just to show you how all this is done companion your starting deck contains at least 20 cards more than the minimum deck size this card is going to get absolutely no play anywhere as a companion. You can't use it in Commander, unless they're going to change that rule all of a sudden. You can't use that in Commander, and no fucking pro player or competitive player in their mind is going to go in and play an 80-card deck in a competitive format. No fucking way. Casual card, that's fine, but come on. However, it's a 4-5 Legendary Bird Serpent, which is neat. I think the art's kind of cool. But it flies. I mean, it's a Bird Serpent. When Yorion enters the battlefield, exile any number of non-land permanents you control. You own and control. Ooh, you own and control. Return those cards to the battlefield at the beginning of the next end step. It is a gigantic blink. Flicker? Flicker. I think it, is a, it comes in and it flickers any of your stuff that you want. We all know how abusable Brago can be. I don't think this is better than Brago, but... There might be something, there might be something neat here you can do, you know? I mean, again, it's a, it's not a, it's a neat alternative for a blank deck commander. Giruda, Doom of Depths for Demir Demir for a Demon Kraken 6-6. Six, six. When it enters the battlefield, each player puts the top four cards of their library into their graveyard. Put a creature card with an even converted mana cotton fuck. Nope, nope. 
Um, Obosh, the, the, it's just awful. Obosh, the Prey Piercer, three Rakdos Rakdos for a 3-5 Hellion Horror. If a source you control with an odd converted mana cost would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals double that damage to that permanent player instead. I don't think so. I mean, I, yeah, you could build around it like a Punisher deck or something of all odd CMC stuff, but I don't know. Gigantha the Wellspring. Four and a gruel for an elemental elk. Elks. Don't they know not to put elks in front of us right now? Five, five. Uh, you tap it to add Wooburg to your mana pool and this mana can't be spent to pay generic mana costs this one can get this one might get played i don't know why <laughs> but you can companion it is a no card in your starting deck has more than one same mana symbol and its mana cost you can do that um maybe not too different with not much difficulty and then and then you could cast this um i mean it's a powerful rock but it can't it can't be used to pay generic mana abilities. So like, I don't know. I'm sure there's something to do with it. I just don't. I don't know. It's boring to me. Kahira, the Orphan Guard. It's a neat name. One Simic Simic. Nope, that's not true. One Selesnia Selesnia for a Cat Beast two three with Vigilant. Each other creature you control that's a Cat Elemental Nightmare Dinosaur or Beast gets a plus one plus one. It has Vigilance. That's fucking dull. And that's the last of the legends. I will point out a legendary artifact that I think is amazing. It is the Ozolith. Yeah, it's one generic mana. Whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, put those counters on the Ozolith. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if the Ozolith has counters on it, you may move all counters from the Ozolith on target creature. Oh, shit. I'm thinking Marchesa. Thinking Karlov of the Ghost Council. I'm thinking Rahan. Thinking Gave. I mean, this is any any plus one plus one counter deck wants this. This is this is a good card. This is a this is a powerful card. Um, and then there are the three color mana rocks in here that cycle wedge mana rocks that cycle for two. I'd probably in a three color deck I'd play one over a Dark Still Ingot if I was doing that. With the ability to cycle them away, yeah. I would, you know, a three-color deck. I wouldn't run them in any more than that. Uh, I would simply only run them in three-color decks, and only if I'm playing three mana rocks. And so those are. Oh, and then uh, I guess the other thing to talk about are the trilands. The tri, sorry, the trinomes, the triomes. Uh, these are the sequence, the series of wedge lands that tap for three colors of mana, enter the battlefield tapped, cycle for three and have all three land types. So uh, uh, Zagoth Triome is a swamp forest island that taps for black, green, or blue, enters the battlefield tapped, and cycles for three. I think these are cool. Listen, I, I, I get it. I'm, in the, I'm also in the world where I, I really don't play a lot of tap lands anymore. I just think Commander's gotten too fast. But if you're, but for a budget deck or even not necessarily a budget deck, if you have fetches, this is a way to fetch up three colors at once. It's just so I, I think it just depends on the speed of your playgroup. If you're in a playgroup that's still playing Guild Gates, if you're in a playgroup that's playing Lifelands, if you're in a playgroup that moves a little slower, which is awesome, then these are must-haves. Must-haves. I mean, you can fetch them. It's awesome. And you can cycle them. I think they're really good. 
I just think in EDH, we've just gotten to the point where people weren't playing as many tap lands anymore. If you, but if you are, I, you know, I'd say, I'd say hop on these suckers. So, all right, well, that's uh, Ikoria Lair Behemoths. So I thought when I went into this, I thought I was gonna say, yeah, maybe I'll build the Golgari one. And uh, now that I've read it closely, uh, fuck no. So right now, the only one I'm seeing that I like, honestly, is that Simic one, Kenan, the Bonder Prodigy. And I don't think I'm going to do that, but at least that one's uh, kind of interesting to me. So I'm going to go get a little higher, and then we're going to take get to the main uh, uh, event. We're going to go to Commander 20 and look at what Commander-specific legends they are giving us this year. So uh, after these messages, I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. Got a nice big glass of lemonade. I know you needed to know that. It's my favorite thing to drink, by the way. Not, as some people think, Coke Zero. Caffeine-free. Lemonade is actually my favorite thing. But I don't really like sugar-free lemonade, so I try to keep it on the, you know. All right, so Commander 2020. We've got five decks. They are each wedge decks. There's a Mardu, a Sultai, a Teemer, a Jeskai, and a um, Abzan. They have face cards, they have commanders inside. They're, they're commander decks, you know you know what they are. So uh, I'm not going to review the decks. I will say there are the, like I mentioned earlier, there are those that cycle of cards that are basically the best lieutenant cards ever printed, the ones that you can cast for free if uh, you control your commander. The green one is the worst one, and people will still play it. The others are all fucking awesome, with the counter spell and the black removal spell obviously being one and two. But they are gross and prepare to be blown out and prepare to be blown out by that counterspell for a long time to come. So let's look at the legends, shall we? Uh, we also have the return of partners with. Not partners, because they learned, but partners with. Okay, let's go. Let's start. My eyes are getting a little blurry. Jirana Kudro. One. Red, white, black for a 3-3 three, three human soldier. When Jirina, 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 enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 one, one human soldier creature token. For each time you've cast a commander from the command zone this game, other humans you control get plus 2 plus 0. Oh. Is it just me or is this missing a partner? Why do I give a fuck? Each time you've cast a commander from the command zone this game. Well, if this is your commander, and I believe this is the front card in the box, that's the only card. So every once in a while it comes with one ones? Like I get plus two plus O is a, is a you know a pretty pretty meaty lord, right? Meaty lord. Oh, that sounds gross. But I think this card sucks. I just don't I just don't see it. And and that ability, for each time you cast a commander card from the command zone, why don't you just say they've cast Jirina Kodro? I mean, I guess you could put it in another Mardu deck, but who cares? Feels to me like this should have been a partner. Kalamax, the Stormsire. One green, blue, red for an elemental dinosaur 4-4. Whenever you cast your first instant spell each turn, if this is tapped, copy that spell, you may choose new targets for the copy. Whenever you copy an instant spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on... Calamax. It's so so. It's Teamer Spellslinger, 
which is interesting. This is one I'm tempted to uh, look at. I don't have a team or deck. I'm, ne I'm not really attracted to that wedge. I, I, I like red and blue, um, and I like green and red, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't... I don't love Teamer, um, mainly because I haven't seen a commander that I really wanted to build in Teamer. I don't know if I really want to build Kalamak. The problem I have with a lot of these commanders is they're very... How am I going to put this? Commander-centric. Like, okay, here's Kalamax. I get... You know, Kalamax isn't so much, but whenever you put a counter on him, I mean, are we supposed to get this guy huge and Voltron him up? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, and then if not, you're just using a copy, so you're running ways to tap him. I guess he's only a four-four. I don't. I don't know. It's. I'm sure there's something to be done, and I haven't looked at it fully, but you know, it's something I'm considering it. I guess I would say. Um, Cathril aspect. aspect warper. Two, white, black, green for a nightmare insect. It's a 3-3. Three, three. When Cathril Aspect War... Okay, oh god, I have to read this. Enters When it enters the battlefield... Battlefield? When it enters the battlefield, put a flying counter on any creature you control. If a creature card in your graveyard has... Okay, flying. Repeat this process for... First Strike, Double Strike, Death Touch, Hexproof, Indestructible, Lifelink, Menace, Reach, Trample, and Vigilance. Then put a plus one, plus one counter... For each counter, put on a creature this way, onto the creature. Um, so this is uh, Soul Flayer. It's, all, it's kind of Soul Flayer. It's kind of Odric. Yeah, I like that you can put the, uh, the ability counters on any creature you control. Uh, that's nice, so it's not just pumping up the Nightmare Insect. I don't know. Um, might be okay. Might be cool, I guess. Just if you just like attacking and, you know, you just dump your graveyard and then, you know, bring this guy in and, you know, make a make a big army with a bunch of abilities, I guess. I don't know, maybe. I don't know. Nothing too exciting. Um, Gavi Nest Warden. Two blue, red, white for a human shaman, a 2-5. You may pay zero rather than pay the cycling cost cycling cost of the first card you cycle each turn. Okay, I mean, if it was any card, that would be pretty busted. But whenever you draw your second card each turn, so basically, okay, you create a 2-2 red and white dinosaur cat creature token. Now, first of all, the tokens are cute as fuck. I agree. I concur. Do I like this card? As a commander? Not really. Wait. I guess you build a cycling deck around it and your win con are these little dinosaur cats? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'll say this, I don't know enough about cycling decks. I've, I've never run one, I don't have one. Uh, Sage, who was on a couple weeks ago, she asked them about it. They love cycling. I don't, I don't care about cycling and uh, I don't know if this is a good enough, I don't, I don't know if Jeskai, a Jeskai cycling deck if this is a good enough payoff for running a Jeskai Cycling deck, I don't know that. I don't know if a Jeskai Cycling deck is a thing to do, or there are better colors for it, I don't know. I'll have to say uh, I'm unqualified to like this card, but I don't. Utrimi the Ever Playful. Three black, green, blue for a Nightmare Beast. It's a 6-6 six, six with Trample, and it has Mutate. So this is a in the Commander set, like I said, but it has it has the keyword from the Standard set. Mutates for four. Whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, return target creature 
card with mutate from your graveyard to your hand. <sighs> All right. To me, the most powerful thing about this card is it's a four mana six six trampler. As long as you have another creature in play. But besides that, that ability, I mean, are we going to get any mutate after this set? So, so in those three colors, in Sultai colors now, there's a lot more mutate in the set than I thought there was going to be. There's a, there's a fuck ton of mutate. Are you going to build a mutate deck? Like I have a Surgeon General Commander, the um, silver bordered guy who, who you draw a card whenever you mutate, evolve, when you mutate, when you um, augment, which I actually liked better than mutate or you um, enchant a creature. So I'm going to put some of the mutate creatures in there just for my silver border deck. I mean, a Sultai mutate deck? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, now we go back around. Kaisen the Plague. Kaisen is red, white, black for a human assassin, a 2-2, with vigilance and haste. It gets plus one, plus one for each experience counter you have. And it deals one damage to target creature you don't control. When this creature dies this turn, you get an experience counter. Okay, experience counters. I One of my favorite decks I, I had, I took it apart, but I loved my... I had a CDC Brood Tyrant deck. And one of the strategies in the game, one of the things that it did, is it shared experience counters. It had CDC at the head, but then it had two lieutenants. It had Marin of Clan Neltoth, and it had um, the other one, Marin of, Marin of Clan Naltoth and uh, Azuri Cloth Progress. They worked really well because what uh, CDC is doing is CDC is putting creatures into the graveyard that can then be brought back with Marin. At the same time, and it's also when it puts those creatures in the graveyard, it's making two two zombies, which triggers. Azuri. So you can get one of them out early, get a bunch of experience counters, and then when the second one comes out, they're just way powerful. I like that idea. I thought about, I was hoping in this set or the next set, they would do the, um, uh, uh, I guess, the ally colored, right? The ally colored? Do we, we have enemy colored? Yeah, we have been, yeah. So the ally colored experience commander, so then I could do a five color, you know, experiment, experience commander deck. I would love to do that. I love the idea of sharing them. So this one, you know, uh, that it's in Mardu, so say you wanted to do that, all, the other, only other experienced commanders you could run would be uh, Daxos, who's fine, and Kalem, who's fucking atrocious. So I'm kind of bummed that this is what they gave us, is like, they, that they made a new experienced counter commander. I also don't like the, it deals one damage to target creature you don't control. And when that creature dies this turn, you get an experience counter. I need, you know, it's, it makes it so much harder to build around if it's a creature you don't control. You know, you can fill your deck with 1-1s one or something if you really want to and, and, and kind of go to town that way. But but that it, this, you have to... I don't think it's very good. So I'm all for experience counters. I think they're awesome. And I'm all for printing more cards with experience. And if they finally do print those other experience commanders, and then I'll, this will go on my five-color experience deck. But... No, I don't like. I, I was so excited when I saw the word experience, uh, when I saw experience counter, but I'm not. I'm not a fan. Cyrus, 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 the writhing storm. Two green, blue, red for a snake leviathan. 
a 3-5 flyer. Whenever an opponent draws a card, except for the first one they draw in each of their draw steps, create a 1-1 one, one green snake creature token. Okay, that's kind of neat. Whenever this deals combat damage to a player, you and that player each draw that many cards. Now that's interesting. That might be fun. I mean, one way to build it, of course, is uh, break out the wheels, right? You're in blue and red. And start wheeling and making all these snakes. So it's a little locust gotti. I don't love giving other players cards like that, and you can't run any of the Underworld Dreams types of effects to punish them for that, but this is someone that I'm thinking about. Like I said, I, I want to build a teamer deck, and this is something, yeah, I'm considering Zyrus. I just need to find a, I need to find a build form that's not, it can have wheels in it, but is not just all wheels, you know, not just all, you know, it's not just like a friendlier, uh, Nekuzar deck, you know? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, they're still just 1-1 one, one tokens. So, but I, I think it's cool. Tiam Luminous Enigma. One white, black, green for a 3-3 three, three Nightmare Beast. Each other creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional Vigilance counter on it. Okay. Three generic. Remove three counters from among creatures you control. Put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard, then return a permanent card with CMC three or less from your graveyard to your battlefield. So use Sun Titan. Eh, I don't know. I mean, Carrot, if you want to play, if you want to be Abzan Graveyards, you, you got Carador. I don't know what the fuck Vigilance has anything to do with this. I mean, I know it gives you the counters that you can then remove, but then that means you got to put out three creatures to activate this ability. To mill, to mill four cards and then hopefully yet and hopefully yet you know and hopefully get a hit it seems kind of clunky to me Akeem when you think of garbage think of Akeem Akeem the soaring wind two blue red white for a bird dinosaur with the three four flies of course whenever you create one or more tokens for the first time each turn there that is again create a one one white bird creature token with flying so you kind of populate and you pay three in Jeskai. Creature tokens you control gain double strike till end of turn. Again, the, the, the uh, how, do, how am I going to put this? this is gonna, I'm probably wrong. Do the people at Wizards talk to people who play Commander? Like, this isn't what Commander is anymore. I'm, I, it's not that this is, I mean, this is okay. But the when, whenever you create one or more tokens for the first time each turn, you get an extra 1-1. One, one. It would not be busted if it said whenever you create one or more tokens at all, you get an extra 1-1. One, one. That would be fine. So, like, it, that ability, like, not being able to abuse the ability more than once in a turn feels real weak. So, at most, you can get out of this card is an extra 1-1 one, one per turn? A creature to and six mana to give them all double strike. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I. I'm sure there can be some maybe fun or good decks built on this card. I'm not scared if I see this card at the table ever, and it's. I'm probably pissing people off that love it, I'm, but it just it it doesn't it doesn't feel like the game I play anymore. And I don't even mean in my new place where they're comboing. I mean, by the time I left my old playgroup, this wasn't the game we were playing anymore. And when I was at Command Fest, this isn't the game we were playing. And when I was at SCG Con, this isn't the game we were playing. It just seems... I don't know. 
Zaxara the Exemplary. Uh, this one I kind of like. Uh, one black, green, blue for a Nightmare Hydra. It's a 2-3. It has Death Touch. Tap it to add two mana of any one color. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's a freed from the real combo machine right there. So automatically you've got a couple of cards that give you infinite mana with this bad boy. Whenever you cast a spell with X in its mana cost, you create an OO green Hydra creature token and then put X plus one plus one counters on it. So whenever you make a Hydra, whenever you cast a spell with X, you make a Hydra. This card is kind of cool. There's the combo potential, just any creature that taps for more than one mana, especially if one of those mana can be blue, is something you need to look at. And also the ability is fun. It's kind of neat. That's big splashy shit. Akeem, Akeem, when you think of garbage, now really think of Akeem. Akeem, it, it's just, you know, this guy's making giant tokens. Akeem's giving you one, one, one a turn. And that's it. Six mana to activate it. This thing does its abilities. Not only does this thing cost one less, it also gives you two mana. And then with it, you can get a big meaty creature. And you don't have to pay mana for that ability. Unlike Akeem, where you have to pay six fucking mana to give your creatures double strike. And it's only your tokens, by the way. You can't even give your commander a double strike with it. And it's not all about power. It's just about doing big, stupid shit. And Zexara, I can see doing big, stupid, stupid shit with. Akeem is just not big, stupid shit. Akeem is just middling shit. I don't know. Zexara is kind of neat. I like my current Saltai deck, but I also love Saltai, so I don't know. We'll see. I'm not a big Hydra fan, but... Alright, now we're getting into the partner with category. All the partners have an allied colored card, an allied colored creature, that partners with a monocolored card to complete the wedge. For example, Silvar Devourer of the Free is 3 black red for a 4-2, and it partners with Trin, Champion of Freedom, who is three mana or four mana for a human soldier, uh, three three. It's a it's a mono white. So you put that together, you have your Mardu deck. So Silvar has is four two with menace, and it has the ability sacrifice a creature, put a plus one plus one counter on it, and it gains indestructible to end a turn. Okay, kind of like Yeheni. Um, and then uh, although it has to be a human again, Yeheni's anything. And then Trin says, at the beginning of your end step, if you attack this turn, create a 1-1 one, one white human soldier creature token. I <laughs> think these guys are whack. Like, first of all, um, yeah, I get it, right? It, this one is, is giving you fuel to sacrifice to this. But, but what deck are you supposed to make out of this that you're just going to... I mean, I guess you could maybe build an Aristocrats deck using it. But if you're just using... If you're going by the partner thing, the whole point is to just put a bunch of counters on this thing because it's got Menace and so it's harder to block. Again, one, one, one a turn at your end step? Like... And, and it's contingent on something? Like, there are cards... There are, there are cards that would sit and play and just give you a one, one every turn no matter what. And this one, you gotta work for it? I don't think so. I don't. I just don't think it's very good. I feel like I'm feeling. I feel like I'm sounding down on this set. I don't know if I am or not. Like, I mean, I, I, it's fine. It's just not exciting to me. Uh, there are two. There are, now there are a couple of these partner pairs that I do like, but it's just not super exciting to me. So we have Paco, Arcane Retriever. Okay, this is cute. It's three blue and a green for an elemental hound 
Uh, it partners with Haldon, Avid Arcanist. It has haste, and whenever it attacks, exile the top card of each player's library. Put a fetch counter on each of them, and put a plus one plus one counter on Paku for each non-creature card exiled this way. So again, you've got making your, one of your commanders bigger. So it seems like a lot. A lot of these commanders are pushing for you to attack with your commanders. They don't enable as much of a strategy or an archetype, but they just enable like building around the commander to just hit with the commander. And, uh, and while commander damage certainly happens, uh, it doesn't feel like modern commander to me. Haldan, Avid Arcanist is two and a blue uh, for its partner. So this is the teamer set. You may play non-creature cards from exile with a fetch with fetch counters on them if you exile them. So if someone else is playing the same deck, I guess. And you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast these cards. So you put them together and it's kind of like a tally but you get more colors, but you got to pay for the spells, but you can cast them later. I don't know. I'm I kind of want to run this one, but I don't know. You know, I mean, it's an attack trigger, but it's a three, three. So what you got to make sure that it has evasion of some sort so that it survives. If you're relying on this to win the game and then the rest is what team or shenanigans. I don't know. I th I'm thinking about it. But I don't know exactly what I'd do with it, but it's it's something I'm considering. But I, but more talk about it, the more I kind of like Xerus the Writhing Storm instead. Well, no, maybe not. <laughs> I said I'm I'm kind of like I want to build a teamer deck, and and I'm kind of like maybe on all three teamer choices in this deck. It's kind of frustrating. Um, like I don't think any of them are awful, and I don't think any I don't know if any of them are good enough for me. Yannick Scavenging Sentinel. Two green white for a hyena beast three three uh, partners with Nakara Lair Scavenger. These are all human beast combos, by the way. All the two color all the two color cards are uh, beasts, and the one color cards are humans. They're beast riders, basically, which is neat. So three three with vigilance. When it enters the battlefield, exile another creature you control until Yannick leaves the battlefield. So you like, uh, it's almost like a, a champion, right? When you do, distribute X plus one plus one counters among any number of target creatures where X is the exiled creature's power. Yeah, so it's, um, I mean, I guess you could blink it a bunch and make a bunch of counters. Uh, and then it, its partner is a is black and two for two, two human cleric with menace. Whenever another creature you control leaves the battlefield, if it had one or more counters on it, you draw a card and you lose a life. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's plus one, plus one counters, which is nothing new to Abzan. Um, I don't know. It's all right. I could see Nakara being run in plus one, plus one counter, you know, Marchesa decks and stuff, right? Decks that uh, Rayhan, again, like I said earlier, I bet that artifact comes in this deck, by the way. Um, I haven't looked. But, you know, so I can see it as like part of the 99 at times. But... I don't, I, I, there's nothing appealing to me about the, the, them on top of the deck. Okay, this is gonna, this is the most memeiest one. I think I'm using that word right. And it's also kind of the coolest one, but I, I still have a problem with it. Shabraz the Sky Shark. Three white blue for a 3-3 three, three shark bird. Oh, that's right. It's a shark with wings. It partners with Balin Sky Shark Rider. Okay, it flies. Whenever you draw a card, put a plus one, plus one counter on Shabraz, the Skyhawk, and gain a life. Okay, it gets bigger when you draw cards. And then you could pay a hybrid Azorius 
Target human gains flying until end of turn. Because it's giving a ride to Braylon Skyshark Rider, its partner. It's three and a, a three and a three and a red uh, for a three three human shaman. Even though he looks like a pirate. Whenever you discard a card, put a plus one plus one counter on Braylon Skyshark Rider, and it deals one damage to each opponent. And then you can pay a red. Target shark gains trample until end of turn. It's doing two. I mean, it might be neat. It's doing a couple things though, right? You wanna you wanna draw cards and discard cards. And then you want to, you know, and you also want to attack with them. So, I don't know. It, it might be kind of cool. Turn through your deck. Um, getting your commanders big. You know, you only needed to do 21 commander damage. But again, here we are. We're at a deck here where, yeah, it, it, it has this strategy, right? This wheelie strategy. But there was another creature that we already saw that, had, that could be like kind of a wheel commander. And this, sure, you're wheeling a bunch and, and you're drawing cards, you're discarding cards. Cool. But at the end of the day, you're just swinging with your commanders again. So it doesn't, to me, I guess it doesn't enable a strategy as much as it just kind of, you know, you just build your deck around how to make your commanders big. And I don't know if I like that. Except these all seem like commanders you have to attack with all the time. They don't do anything if you're not attacking. None of these partner commanders do anything without attacking, right? You know, I mean, this one attacks, this one attacks, this... You know, uh, okay, the Abzan one doesn't have to, but something's gonna attack. These attack. I don't. I don't know. It just. Um, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but this one. I mean, this one's kind of neat. It, it, you know, people are gonna people are gonna make it just because it's fucking funny. You know. Ukima stalking shadow, one blue black for a whale wolf two two whale wolf. It partners with Kazer, Ruthless Stalker. Uh, Ukima Stalking Shadow can't be blocked. And here we go, another creature that's supposed to attack. When Ukima leaves the battlefield, it deals X damage to target player, and you gain X life or X is its power. So you want to make this thing big, and then, you know, uh, well, let's see what the other his partner does. Kazer, three and a green. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, put a plus one, plus one counter on that creature. Okay, so you attack with the whale wolf, and when it does combat damage, it gets a counter on it. Whenever it does combat damage to a player, it doesn't say that many, so you just get one counter. You don't get one for each damage. And then, so it makes the whale wolf bigger, and then um, when it leaves the battlefield, uh, target player... It's target player too. It's not all not all opponents. Target player and you. Target player loses X life and you gain X life. <sighs> I don't know. Like again, what are we doing besides that? You run support cards for it. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm, my imagination's just shot. You know. Maybe it's me. It could possibly be me. I can't wait to see people doing cool things with these decks. I guess I just don't see it. A way. It just doesn't feel fun to me. Where all I'm going to do is have these guys and run support cards for them and do the same thing over and over again. I mean, again, yeah, you can build a whole bunch of shit into the deck. You can do a whole different, you can make a reanimator deck out of this if you fucking want to. But then why are you playing these commanders? There's got to be a special reason why you're playing these commanders over others or else you'll play any generic on-color legend. These are all attack 
and do damage and and get stuff and like and then attack again. I, I don't know. Again, they're not bad. Okay, I think the Mardu one is bad, but these uh, uh I don't know. Uh, any other? I don't. I think that's all the ones. I didn't put any other than a couple reprints. They put in Alesha who smiles at death, and they put in uh, Locust God and Rashmi. Um, we're getting an Arcane Signet reprint, which is nice. That's really nice. And then there's Mana Escape Refractor, which is kind of the talk of the town. Three mana. It comes into play tapped. It has all activated abilities of all lands on the battlefield. And you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to pay the activation costs of Mana Escape Refractor's abilities. I haven't checked. I'm sure if I clicked on it, I'd find out. But some people are saying this includes mana abilities, and some people are saying that it isn't. If it includes mana abilities, this card is nuts. If it doesn't include mana abilities, this card might be garbage. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can find out. Huh? Let's see if anyone knows for sure on Mythic Spoiler. Let's trust the internets. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Access to uh, Everyone is saying, okay, everyone's talking about it with mana. Okay. Because on Commander Versus, they thought it was, uh, um, they thought it was, it, it, it didn't have, it didn't use mana abilities. That mana abilities are different from activated abilities. I didn't think they were. Because I think if this doesn't, at the base, just tap for a mana, <laughs> then it's probably pretty bad, especially at a casual table. But if it can, you know, but if, if you're playing this this thing and, yeah, it comes to play tap, which sucks. But if you're playing this and, uh, you know, guy's cradle and shit, like, you know, all activated abilities. So it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't, it, you can't copy like a, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't get a tabernacle pendrel veil, but who gives a fuck? But you get Maze of Ith, because whoever see I've seen one of those my entire time playing Commander. But you can copy Maze of Ith and things like that. Can you copy... Can you fetch with it? I mean, that's highly inefficient, but I wonder if you can fetch with it. Fetch lands, that's an activated ability. I bet you can. Uh, if this ha Okay, so if this taps for mana, A+. plus. If this doesn't, C-, minus maybe. I love that I did that because I, I didn't give anybody grades. My allergies are fucking killing me. All right, so Commander 2020. This set looks cool. I'm not in love with any of the commanders. Zyrus is kind of cool, and Zaxara is kind of cool. I also like Kalamax. I like Peko and Halden. And yeah, I guess I like Shabraz and Bralin, Bralin, but I'm not in love with any of them. So what am I going to do? Am I going to build one? I think I'm going to build one of the teamer decks. And it's most likely going to be the puppy and his master. And I can run Atali in the deck. But, you know, that's the one that I feel like I can have the most fun playing. I don't think it's going to be super powerful, but it can be fun. Oh, I'm just going to have to, you know, maybe start building. You know, what would be funny is I could do a high deck build. Hmm. I could do a high deck build one time. Maybe I'll bring uh, Sage or Paul or somebody on and we can like build a deck live while baked out of our minds. And then we'll play it 
on cockatrice and see how bad it is. No. Uh, I hope this is probably wasn't. I hope this was enlightening uh, for you. It certainly wasn't for me. Um, but yeah, it's always fun when new sets come out. It's a bummer that we're not getting them when we want to get them. But at the same time, we can't play with anybody, so who cares? And uh, it's, uh, what what magic cards are in the world is, uh, I'd say, fairly low down on the list of priorities for people right now. At least, it's, I mean, it's at least out of the top 10. So, you know, we deal with that, but... Okay, I'm gonna. Um, this has been Chad gets high and talks about commander decks. My name is Chad. Didn't do that. I uh, instead I got high and I talked about uh, the legendary creatures from the upcoming Ikoria uh, uh, Lair Behemoths set in Commander 2020, and I came to the conclusion that I really don't love any of them. Unfortunately, I just don't. I don't love any of them. Um, I just, uh, just don't. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, like I said, if I don't build any decks from this set, uh, cool. That's more money in my kid's college fund, I guess. But And there's definitely uh, powerful cards in here. There's definitely good cards in, in both the uh, standard set and um, the commander decks. So I'll be looking forward to playing with those cards. I already know, you know, you see that new card and you're like, ooh, you know I mean? I talked about it last week, but that sexy bitch fiend artisan, hot damn. If, it, if that could be a commander. But, uh, you know, and, and there's a few other cards, little utility cards here and there. Uh, anxious to see what people can do with the Ozolith. Um, it's going to be gross. I think the ultimatums are all pretty bad, but I will give anybody props for playing them. Uh, their effects, some of the effects are really good. Ruinous Ultimatum, the one that uh, destroys all non-land permanents your opponent's control, so it's like a really slow Mardu Cyclonic Rift. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's powerful as shit. The, ma the mana cost is ridiculous, though. So, I don't know. But if anybody pulls one of these off, I will not be mad. <laughs> if anybody manages to win, although the... Uh, um, I think the I think the teamer one's pretty uh, no not the teamer one what's the one that sucks I think the Jeskai one sucks um, Jeskai one really sucks target player gain it's it's blue blue red 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 white white target player gains five life and it deals five damage to any target and then you draw five cards what the fuck I mean that sucks compared to destroy all non land permanent your opponent's control. Or return any number of permanent cards from diff with different names from your graveyard to the battlefield. The Abzan one in Commander is just return all permanents from your graveyard to the battlefield. Again, it's hard to cast, but if you can cast it, that's great. Inspire Ultimatum is horseshit. But oh, and there's the uh, there is. However, I'm like, I am excited for little things like the enchantment that says uh, when um whenever an, uh, that. Enchantment for a black and two, a bastion of remembrance. Whenever a creature you control dies, each opponent loses a life and you gain a life. So it's a Zulaport Cutthroat. That's an enchantment. Cost one more, but still, it's a Zulaport Cutthroat. That's an enchantment. This is going to be so good in any Aristocrats deck or any deck that's sacking creatures like my Shadowborn Apostles deck because it's it's a Blood Artist or a, a Cutthroat that's harder to kill. 
And that's awesome. You know, you play this against the mono red deck, it's not going anywhere. So, anyway, so there's cool cards. And, and the limited looks like it might be interesting. Uh, I did, you know, and it said there, I do have my uh, Surgeon General Commander deck. So there will be some of the mutate cards are going to go in there. I think I'm going to keep it to the commons and uncommons. I don't think I'm going to put in any of the big mythics because uh, I don't think that's not what the deck's about. The deck's about making just bizarre creatures and, and weird combinations of creatures using the augment cards. And so I can add the mutate cards and still do that. Uh, but I don't think I need Vadruk or Iluna. I think I'll run things like, um, you know, uh, Auspicious Starix, which is an elk beast, but it's mono green. Or, uh, you know, anything with a funny creature type that I can use. But like I said, I think I'll stay in the, you know, Pouncing Shore Shark, right? Which is a flash counter spell that also is a you know you can mutate it um when there's creature mutates you may return target creature oh that's not the counter spell <laughs> you may return target creature and opponent controls to its owner's hand so it's a bounce spell like you know i may play those in there but i'm not i'm not playing snap decks have i come around on snap decks no i still don't like snap decks no still not down with it sorry snap decks it's kind of it's kind of cute now I know I'm just rambling. Uh, this has been, I said that. No, I, I said that too. Uh, stay safe. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's going to be, uh, this November is going to be a big deal, not only because of the ballot, but because they're going to try to keep us from voting. They really are going to try to keep us from voting, and uh, we can't let that happen. Um, well, if that happens, we're gonna have to. It's gonna get. It's gonna have to get bloody. <laughs> Let's take to the streets. Like they're gonna try to keep us from voting, guys. Because when the people speak, when the will of the people is known, they lose. But so they want to make sure we can't speak. Well, so just be vigilant. So be careful, but also be vigilant. I know it's easy to duck your head in the sand during this and. God knows I'm, you know, up late recording a podcast about magic cards, so I'm with you there. But stay engaged at least a little bit. I mean, it drives me nuts, and it, it doesn't help my anxiety, but we got to be aware of the shit that's going on out there. Because it's... The deaths are horrible. The disease is horrible. And, there are, and it's going to cause other horrible things. Hopefully it'll cause some good things. Hopefully some good things will come out of this. It's the best you can hope for. But for every good opportunity this presents us, it presents an evil opportunity for those who are looking for them. And make no mistake, the people in charge of this country right now are evil. And I don't even believe in good or evil, but they're about as close as you can get. And, uh, yeah. So just watch out. They don't they don't want to give up power. That Jack has an office. He doesn't want to give up power. And they'll do anything to keep it. So this has been Chad Rambles about the state of America and depresses you. Uh, tune in next week. I think I'll have Sage back to talk about our dinosaur decks. And maybe we can talk about a little dino DNA. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk about uh, why Gishoth is so much better than Zakama. 
and the EDH rec podcast can suck it for being surprised that Gashoth is more popular than Zakama. Zakama's boring. Gashoth is life. And life, as we know, finds a way. Take it easy. Antithesis Audio.